So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Read and Entertainment Podcast, episode 44 for March 6th, 2016 With me this week I have Jerry Corcoran Hey, you got it. Nice job. Uh, also known as Parallax Abstraction. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Connor Nemesis Besh. Howdy. And uh, yeah, PX Abstraction is probably the best of us here. Go check out his stuff if you do anything. Yeah, he, he definitely has the best videos here. I um, appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Andrew Aroa McVean. Uh, I'm sorry, but that one with the Buddha is uh, that I made is better than anything I've ever seen. So, Are you talking about my Buddha video? No. So here's the thing, Aroa. You never post anything. <laughs> I post that one was on Twitter. I, I like it when you post. No. I like I like your videos that you do post, but you never post anything. This is true. Yeah. And, of course, I'm Nathan Reinspruth. And uh, let's start off with Jerry. What games have you been playing this week besides getting a job? Congratulations, by the way. Yes, Friggin' um, finally, good God. New job and next week, new PC finally. Yeah. Parts are on their way. Good. So looking forward to that. Uh, let's see. So um, did a couple of things this week. So uh, I actually started and have been working on the major uh, DLC that came out for Dying Light. It's called The Following. Yeah. Uh, Took the better part of a year to come out, but it's because uh, it ended up being a lot bigger than Techland had planned, and it's uh, it's it's definitely is that. Um, it's pretty good. It's um, a whole new area, um, but it does one thing that's a little weird for Dying Light, which is that you get a car this time. <laughs> um, it's a very wide open area. You're kind of in like the countryside outside of the main city that the game takes place in. Yeah. And you get this thing. It's basically a buggy, but you can like they, they've created an entire separate upgrade and skill system for the car. So you can like not only level up your driving abilities, you can totally like go Mad Max on this car and put all kinds of upgrades onto it and like put spikes on it and all this other crap. Uh, it's pretty cool. I, I don't know if taking the the sort of urban parkour element out of the game was their best decision but i i was a huge fan of dying light last year and uh this is a lot more of what i enjoyed about that game so i'm uh i'm having a lot of fun with that it's been uh it's been good and it is huge like i think if you just mainline the story missions in that it's like 10 or 13 hours and there's a lot more to it than that and this is an add-on it's not even you know a a standalone game i do prefer to mainline stuff so Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. Of course. Um, and the other thing oh, I've good. been working on, which is completely different, is um, this is actually going to start going up on my channel tomorrow, is I started a game uh, that came out last year called Read Only Memories, uh, cool. which is a game I have been talking about playing for my channel for probably six months now. Um, and it's 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 a uh, supposed to be a cyberpunk theme game, and I'm on this sort of mission on my channel to eventually at least look at pretty much every cyberpunk theme game ever made because there actually aren't that many compared to other genres. Like cyberpunk, uh, uh, what is it? The the new one that's coming out eventually. Cyberpunk. Oh, 2077? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's from CD Projekt, which I will be all over that. I can't oh, yeah. freaking wait for that. A cyberpunk game from The Witcher people is A1 for me. Oh, yeah. Um, 
this is kind of interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a 2015 game, but it has sort of a 16-bit art style. It actually was very heavily inspired by. I don't know if you guys are ever familiar with um, a very early Hideo Kojima game from the 90s called Snatcher. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's heavily inspired by that. It plays a lot like that. I actually played Snatcher for my channel a long time ago, like two years ago. Um, no, question, and this question. Is... Before you go on, do you actually own Snatcher? I do not. I played it. Uh, I played it through an emulator because oh, okay. uh, I couldn't. I, oh, I played the Sega CD version, which was apparently the best one, basically because well, the best English one, yeah. basically because I couldn't find it. <laughs> I yeah, couldn't yeah. find the actual it, disc. That's why I was wondering because it's impossible to find, and when you do find it, it's like way too much money. It's big money. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I played through that. This is very heavily inspired by that play style. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I haven't gotten too far. I'm only a couple hours into it. I've got five episodes recorded, but um, it's been interesting so far. The art is is very, very cool, and it takes place in sort of this interesting future where it has sort of a spin on the idea of human, like, cyber augmentation because you can not only, like – get cybernetic add-ons but people have also figured like they're they're also using cyber um cyber enhancements to like uh drastically alter people's appearances as well uh -huh. um so people can look like all kinds of other things as well it's it can be cosmetic as well as uh as sort of uh you know more deep down augmentation so it's kind of an interesting idea but it's this sort of uh it started out as this sort of murder mystery disappearance thing about a guy who uh has created uh the first sort of sentient uh ai construct like robots are 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 sort of common in this era i think it's 2060 something that this takes place in so robots are like human helpers and things like that but a scientist who's a friend of yours has come up with uh has actually managed to make the first ai and you know there's a bunch of corporations and stuff that are after him for that and uh it's been interesting so far. It's a tiny game made by a, a tiny team, but it's um, it's been neat so far. It's going to start going up tomorrow. I'm probably going to finish it sometime this week. But awesome. those have, have been the, the two main ones. It's two very different games, but they're both really good. I'll have something to watch at work. Mm. God, I think Reeton really wishes that uh, we gave answers as well as that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ro and I probably have, you know, like two sentences <laughs> so so connor what games have you been playing ah oh, i've been playing dicks and butts um no but seriously connor oh, what games know. have you been playing uh so i'm kind of cheating at this just because uh th i'm getting ready for my finals weekend so you know i kind of decided that instead of going to class i would just kind of focus on my studies that sounds good so instead of playing That's games like a game <laughs> I, you know, well, what i've been doing just to relax when i'm not doing that is kind of like a game uh, I've been playing Rocksmith a lot, which is like mm. Guitar Hero or Rock Band where you use an actual guitar. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have binged 25 hours in the last week. Nice. That's wow. Good. I have 44 hours on record, so... So you're getting I mean, good at a, guitar? I, it's actually... If, I know it's totally not relevant to the podcast, but I'm feeling muscles in my fingers that I've never felt before. That's good. <laughs> I, I feel my grip is definitely... Uh, my fretting grip is definitely stronger than my picking grip, and... I never had that issue before. Good. That's good. I've heard that Rocksmith is supposed to be like a, you know, it's not like the only thing you can use to learn guitar, but it's apparently like a good uh, a good teaching tool. I've I've kept saying I should try it someday, and I never have yet. I really should. Because um, I, I know how to sing, but I don't know how to play any instruments. So Can I uh, interject for just a moment? Because I have a response to that thought, too. What's that? Mm -hmm. Until, so I um, close your ears 
whoever. I pirated the first version. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> back before, right, when the second one came out, just because I wanted to check it out and see if it was the real deal. And I had a blast with it just because I also pirated all the possible DLC songs that you could ever want. So instead of, you know, ex- you know, discovering everything that the game possibly had to offer, I was just learning how to play my favorite songs because I had an impossibly long list. Yeah. It was like <laughs> 400. I think it's over $1,000 worth of DLC in the first one. Right. Good God. So anyways, right. And the, the second one, you know, and that 44 minus 25 hours that I did was mostly the same thing. But because I've just been doing it to shoot the shit, I've been exploring the rest of the game features. And it's like, holy cow, there's a legitimate arcade mode in here that just makes you learn muscle memory without thinking about it. Yeah. They're, they're super huh. cheesy. I love it. Like, now, isn't. No, I thought the newer uh, Rocksmith was actually better in, at kind of guiding <laughs> you. From what I understand, it was better yeah. at guiding yeah. you and kind of teaching you how to play guitar. Yeah. So. Uh, if you if the game picks up that you're not too good at guitar, it recommends that you watch these introductory videos that are like hands-on tutorials. That's good. That mm-hmm. definitely is a lot better. Um, they worked on their audio engine so it can pick up more sounds. Um, I'm not actually sure if that's true or not. I just feel like it's true. Uh, the first one was kind of notorious for if you hit similar sounding notes, it wasn't always able to differentiate one the right one from the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I could play Ben's. Um, I don't know all the terminology for the stuff that I'm learning yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's been a 25-hour crash course for me, kind of. And it's just all these things that the first one never even really touched on or featured. And w- with that in mind, I thought I was getting my money's worth with the core game. The fact that it has all these other seriously kind of entertaining features totally made me feel like I'm getting my money's worth at core price. So I'm I'm going to mm-hmm. blow your mind right now. Um, I'm going to link you a website that has literally thousands of custom DLC songs that are, that are, all, that are all free, that are fan um, Whoa! So, yeah, I've been there for... Uh, okay, I've been to that website for the first one. Okay. When I when I tried to find it when I bought the second one, it wasn't really up yet. And my, oh, thought, yeah. my thinking was they probably changed the architecture of the song to add for more features or whatever. Uh, um, no, it's it's around uh, still because I, I I follow them on Facebook. They actually they died and then they came back uh, as a okay. as a different website, but they are Maybe still around as far as I know. Po- yeah, I think they it. got shut down. Yeah, post yeah. it and then I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. I gotta. That's cool. Yeah. Find it, but yeah, the, it's uh, whenever I cause I go through the same kind of thing with Rocksmith where I'll I'll play it for a few weeks and then stop for a year. Yeah. But usually when the blisters come back, I'm like, I need to take a break. <laughs> no, you just keep playing. <laughs> but yeah, whenever Turn those blisters I, into hard, hard calluses. Yeah. When I found that, I was like, oh man, this is this is fantastic. Because instead of being stuck with what's in the game or buying a bunch of DLC, you know, it's just there. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Um, other cool. than that, I got really, really, really drunk last night because it's my one day off, and I've been studying for finals all weekend. And I downloaded Robot Unicorn Attack 2, which, it's an oldie, but it is indeed a goodie. Yeah, it is. Uh, and what about you, Oro? What games have you been playing? Well, um, I finally started playing Undertale yesterday. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, I'm about an hour in, and good God, I get it. I get it so <laughs> hardcore why everyone fucking loves that game. Um, like, it, it's... The the combat system, I'm definitely seeing that it's going to suck later. Yeah. But the the writing 
stands on its own so well. Yeah. Like it's I I I'm doing a let's play of it. So <laughs> oh, you'll you're have actually to... you're actually gonna be posting something? Yes. Oh I, my god. I, I know, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I laughed out loud at it and I never do that with games anymore, it feels. Especially indie games that are actually like trying for for laughs. Yeah. Like it, it god, it's just so fucking good. So you can look forward to that. Um also I've been watching my girlfriend play Stardew Valley. Which I have no idea what that is. A I lot heard of people, yeah, so it's many booming. people talking about that. Right. It is booming right now. Um yeah. it's Harvest Moon. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's indie I've, Harvest I've heard Moon. it's Harvest Moon with a lot of the things people didn't like about Harvest Moon taken out. Uh yeah, it it's um it's got a lot of Harvest Moon stuff in it. It also takes some of the good ideas that came from Rune Factory and puts that in there. So it's it's got like a an RPG kind of element to it. Um, there's just a lot uh, that's good about the game, and I think it's only like 15 bucks. Um, and I don't even like Harvest Moon style games really, and I'm very interested in buying it. Um, hmm. It, it's worth checking out because not only can you you can do your farm thing, yeah, but you can also go mine uh, for stuff. Um, there's Wasn't there another kind of successful game that did that. Uh, Dark Cloud? No. Are you are you are you going to bring up Minecraft? I was going to bring up Minecraft. Oh, okay. I was it, wondering. It's it, it, honestly, um, it's kind of more akin. To Minecraft in some ways than uh, than Harvest Moon, um, the big difference being that it still focuses on interpersonal relationships with the NPCs like Harvest Moon does. Ah. Uh, you can get married to somebody. Uh, the way that the story uh, plays out, it, according to the developer at least, completely changes depending on your relationship level with various characters. Um, it, there's there's a lot to it. And for a fairly cheap game, all things considered, it's uh, it looks absolutely fantastic. And yeah, fifteen bucks, which I mean, that's cheaper than an actual Harvest Moon game, right? Yeah. Right. And yeah, and the last couple haven't even been very good. So, um, definitely check it out because it's it's interesting to somebody that doesn't like Harvest Moon games. So. Yeah, I don't really care for Harvest Moon games because I'm like, why would I want to farm when I can just kill things? And then Farmville became popular. Yeah, that yeah. I don't think it's popular anymore. It is. Well, yeah, old is people it? dominated. Is it? Okay. Yeah, no. I don't think it's not as big as it used to be, but it's still a thing for sure. Yeah, I mm. have been playing. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it's Black Ops Three. I, yeah, I've seen that. You got the? Did you get the multiplayer thing? Yeah. So I had twelve dollars and some odd cents in Steam credit, and so it ended up costing me like a little over two bucks to get the game. And I have like four friends who all ended up who got it. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll get it. So I've been playing that, and I suck at it. I am terrible. Uh, you know, there's and, and their matchmaking. I found out. My friend Chris has a, has a friend who works at Activision, like doing help help desk support stuff. And that person told Chris that their matchmaking system is based entirely on your internet connection. So Oof. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what level you are. 
you're if you have a good Ooh. internet connection, you're going to be connected with people with similar internet connections. Oh and, dear. And so you get into a game and you're level seriously one or two going up against people who are lo- level like 256. Yeah, it's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so I've that's... seen people at level 500 something in my games. Which is that's just weird sounding. That's just sad. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. So what they do is I think they prestige 10 times and then after that you can level up beyond level 55. I think that's what it what it does. So they have people that are, you know, 2 300 levels higher than you playing in these basically noob games. So it's honestly mm. it's pretty awful, but I still enjoy it just because I get to play with my friends. Uh I've also that's been cool. playing Binding of Isaac. I don't know if you guys have have you guys gone through all the challenges in Binding of Isaac? I've seen them, but I haven't actually done any yeah, of them. Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't played much Binding of Isaac, actually. I, I like it. I just haven't played much yeah. of it. And I've still never played. So Binding of Isaac, has, the, most of the challenges I've done so far are pretty, you know, they, they give you something good, and they also take something away. And so this one is Speed. Is That's the name of it, is Speed. And it's terrible. It is the worst challenge. I've done I'm doing them in order. So this is like challenge twenty-four. And it makes all the enemies faster. It makes you faster, which is fine. But it also gives you a time limit of sixteen minutes. Ooh. So mm. you have to get to so there's you have to kill mom, and then you have to go down and you have to kill it lives. And you have to do that in 16 minutes. That's fucking insane. Yeah, I've mm. gotten to it. It lives, but I but I've died because of the time limit. Yeah, man, it is brutal. I've been trying to do it for two or three days. Um, I also played pro wrestling for the NES, which is uh, the first of my nine part series that I'm putting up on YouTube. Uh, nine reviews. All of the wrestling games on the regular Nintendo. So, mm. pro wrestling. I think next week I'm gonna do Muscle, which is a bad game. I don't know if <laughs> any of you guys know what that is. I I saw that you posted about it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So. Muscle is. Have you? You guys are young, except for except for Parallax Abstraction. So yeah. when I was a teenager, there was a show called Ultimate Muscle. Yeah, oh. That's not like an undiscovered thing, though. People know about that. Right, 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 right. But it is. But I, I, Ro didn't seem like he knew what it was. So Ro probably doesn't care. You're talking of two people who don't like wrestling games, like I know. it's the third coming I know, of I know. Christ. I, I might, I might have to unfollow your YouTube while you're doing this. Whatever, man. Just don't <laughs> click on the video. <laughs> it's not like I'm. It's not like I'm just posting it like three times a day. I'm like, all right, let's let's review this wrestling game, and then like 15 minutes later, all right, a new wrestling game to review. This one, like I do on Twitter to annoy people. Um, but and then yeah, that's about it. That's so Blops, uh, Fighting of Isaac, and Pro Wrestling. And then next week I'm gonna be playing through Muscle, which. And by playing through, I mean I'm going to play one match and be like, this game's fucking terrible, still. Uh, but let's move on to stories. 
I was about to say, did we even mention a story yet? Jesus Christ. <laughs> How long have we been <laughs> that's, a, that's a good rant about wrestling. Oh, I could go. If you want me to rant about wrestling, I could do it. No, but I am kind of proud we all gave good answers. We're getting better at this whole internet thing. We are, and uh, we're going to get nice and pissed off right at the beginning. Oh, we are doing that first? Yeah, I'll do it awesome. first just because you, you guys wanted to. So, San Bernardino DA tells court terrorist iPhone contains dormant cyber pathogen uh let me just cyberpunk read the quote here (laughs) the iphone is a county-owned telephone that may have connected to the san bernardino county computer network the seized iphone may contain evidence that can only be found on the seized phone that was uh, that it was used as a weapon to introduce a lying dormant cyber pathogen that endangers (sighs) san bernardino infrastructure See, that's why when we enter Shadowrun world, I'm going to be a decker. <laughs> totally. But yep. you'll never what? be out of work again. Now, now we've So we've... this guy is basically saying if I'm reading this correctly and this is actually a very poorly worded quote, but it is. Yeah. It is. So if, if I'm reading this correctly, they're claiming that the seized iPhone may have lying dormant cyber pathogen which to me reads like the seized iPhone may have had malware on it that screwed up the San Bernardino network, but they can't tell what the malware is until they look at it, which is why they need into the seized phone, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, let's, let's, let's describe what it does, and let's describe what it says it's doing. Real quick. I mean, I guess we already describe what yeah. we're doing. <laughs> it's just, to, to dumb this down for people listening who for some reason don't already know about this stuff, basically the DA is telling the courts that they're, that they're using terrorism tactics instead of saying virus they're saying cyber pathogen yeah pathogen's a scary word anthrax kill it it's like when they used to say polar vortex to talk about cold weather you know yeah yeah (laughs) it's this whole thing is a bunch of bull hockey it's really and the article that we have reading about it also calls it out on its bullshit well yeah at the end of it it says it sounds like he's making up these terms as he goes it we really never, does. <laughs> we've never used these terms in computer science. I think that what he's trying to suggest is that Farouk was somehow working with someone to install a program on the iPhone that would infect local network with some kind of virus or worm or something along those lines. Anything is possible, right? Do they have any evidence whatsoever to show there's this kind of cyber pathogen on the network or the logs information or any logs or inform- network captures to show that Farouk's phone tried to introduce some unauthorized code into the system. So basically, they're trying to make up stuff because they think they're going to lose the case. That's, yeah. That's my... Yeah, they're, they're trying to create fault, f- a false sense of urgency to, to try to appeal to emotion or something, I guess. But It's straight-up scare tactics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This I mean, the, fa- the simple fact of the matter is, if the thing, even if the thing did ha- deliver a virus onto the San Bernardino network, I mean, they're, they're, they're even if they think, if they, if they know enough to think that that happened, then they know enough to be able to see if there's something like that in their system. They don't need the phone to tell them that. Right. Exactly. right. And honestly, finding a virus like this, like doing a network track, is super easy. You get a computer that's not constantly spamming Facebook updates or whatever and just keep an eye on what it's sending and receiving, you'll find your you'll find your criminal. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got qualified IT people, like tracking down the source of something like this is not that hard. (laughs) Yeah. Not to mention it's not like actual medical science where you would need like a sample of the virus or something to find it. Like 
Like no. you guys just said, you just look for the computer that's not acting right. Right. <laughs> section on the or iPhone. if you have weird <laughs> traffic going off your network, you use tools to die. Yeah, to tell where it's going to, and then yeah, you work you work backwards from there. It's just yeah. Smack uh, Wireshark on that bitch and see what comes up. Jesus Christ! Exactly. <laughs> no, if, it's... Uh, if I'm correct, though, I want to say that uh, the DA actually ended up going back on this, and uh, I should hope. Yeah, I, I believe that he basically admitted uh, he was lying. Oh wow! <laughs> you uh, don't say. Good. Like the thing that the thing that I find more hilarious is not only that he would make a ridiculous claim like this, but that he clearly, like, even though they're dealing with this very high profile case involving the FBI and you know a, a product from a, a very popular product from a very popular company that's an internet connected device and everything else that he thinks he could have made that claim and then he wouldn't have had a torrent of people going um no you're full of it <laughs> like what did you think would happen when you said something like that publicly <laughs> so playing yeah. devil's advocate here they probably mm. aren't actually that educated on network science like they probably, probably not, no, no, but and maybe some there. somebody, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody like practically trolled this guy and basically told them, no, 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 man, this is totally possible, and this is a good reason you should go out and say this. It was just sitting there, you know, smirking to himself as he said this. To oh the my media. god, I can't believe he fucking said it. Okay, <laughs> what, totally what he basically, <laughs> what he basically said later was, um, this, uh. This guy killed a bunch of people. Maybe he used the phone to to hack the network. We don't know. The only way to know is to get the iPhone. Okay? I was just saying that we we got to know, okay? You know? So yeah, it it was he he just made it up on yeah. the spot to try to get people to to stop scaring him because he yeah. just he just wants to get into the phone. Which I understand. Mm -hmm. I understand he needs to get. It. They want to get into the phone, to and see. it's his job to try to figure out a way to get into the phone. But yeah. still, like, good God, like come this up, is just come up with a better lie. <laughs> come up like, with something just, that this is just be reaching used. the the hilarity. Like this is just the hubris of this thing is just reaching hilarious levels. I mean, we we can't use something that would be on like Law and Order or something, uh, like like a special episode of CSI. Uh, it, it's some terrible plot item made up by people that don't know what they're talking about like that's that's what dormant cyber pathogen sounds like it's just yeah like, yeah I, it, what it makes me think is if i go on my phone on the internet i'm gonna catch this pathogen and then it's gonna eat my brains because i'm holding my phone up to my ear it's that's right that's exactly didn't, didn't, that's, weird how they, that's how the so that's this is actually how cell phones have apparently been giving people brain cancer all these years they all have pathogens in them yeah Right. Yeah. It, that that song that Weird Al made about a virus that affects the real world, that wasn't just a joke. Oh yeah, Albuquerque. Yeah, I love that song. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're a bad Connor. You're yeah, a I got a laugh out of it. Connor. Let's move on. Let's move on to mm -hmm. some still stupid news. Let's cover all the stupid news first. Let's just do it. should it. make you so Front angry. Front load the stupid. Front load the stupid and, and kind of ease off at the end with the good stuff. So, YouTube. Um, actually, one of the people in here has made a video about uh, where's the fair use. Mm-hmm. That was, that was Parallax Abstraction. That's who did it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they are 
improving anti-takedown measures, according, which is bullshit. Um, <laughs> let's just well, they this. might be, or they might be committed to. Whether or not they yeah. will is another question. So YouTube has taken steps to prevent mistaken takedowns of your videos, but it hasn't been enough for some time. A rash of alleged blah, 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 blah. YouTube says it hasn't seen a significant boost in the number of flawed takedowns, but it's clear that the Google-owned outfit is trying to head off a potentially larger crisis. If the surface develops a strong reputation for pulling or otherwise neutering legitimate videos and leaving creators hanging when they need help, its biggest stars might jump ship. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, if if you don't know, a lot of content creators, people who post videos online, have just been getting random takedowns or what are called claims or strikes on their videos. Uh, Usually claims because what's happening is somebody who doesn't own the material will just put a copyright claim on it. They will then have the money that was supposed to be earned for that given to that separate outfit and not to the person who created the content. And And regardless of whether or not the person who made the claim did so was in the right or not. Yeah, and the big thing that I really don't like is that, like, say Parallax Abstraction uploads a video, and I say, all right, well, that's a cop- that's against my copyright, so I claim the copyright. I start getting mm-hmm. all the money that he would make for those views. Why I would claim it against him, because he doesn't make that much money, I don't know. But let's just put it out there. So it, That didn't 50, stop Sony Records, but right, I digress. Right, that 50, <laughs> so that 50 cents he makes on a video, I... I get all that monies, and then the mm-hmm. copyright claim is is taken off within two weeks. I still get to keep that money. That yep. money that money never goes to the person who made it. So usually, from what I've seen, like the the big influx of people watching the video will be within the first two weeks. Yeah, the vast majority of videos, I mean, even on channels that make ever what they call evergreen content, which is content that, you know, people are always watching to some degree, right. uh, the vast majority of videos on YouTube, and by vast, I mean like probably over 99%, make right. all their money within the first few days even, forget few weeks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the thing that YouTube creators have been asking for, and I don't see why, I don't think this would be... Uh, you know, a problem from the point of view of the DMCA or anything like that, I think this is YouTube just not wanting to do it, is what everybody has said is when a claim is made against a video, simply take that monetization while the claim is in progress, put it in escrow uh, so that it's in some middle account so that, you know, the creator doesn't get it, but the claimer doesn't get it either. And then when the claim is either upheld or rejected, the money then goes to the appropriate person who's entitled to it. Um, the way it goes right now is if somebody makes a claim against my video and they monetize it, even if I uh, fight the claim and win until that that uh, claim is overturned, which can take weeks, uh, the person who made the claim gets all the money up until that point regardless of whether they win or lose or whether or not they were even the legit copyright holder or not. Because a lot of the times these claims are just fraudulent. Right. Um, and nothing ha- – and that's the problem is that not only does that happen, like what happened – and I t- talk about this in my video. I've had a few videos that I made of Konami games that were copyright claimed by them. And what Konami actually does is you fight the claim saying, no, this is fair use. Konami doesn't come back and say, no, we disagree. They actually will just not respond 
And if they don't respond, it takes 30 days for the claim to expire. And in that time, they still get all that monetization. And I personally think, I mean, who the hell knows? With, with Konami, they maybe fired the guy who was in charge of doing that. So it's just being ignored now. But it also wouldn't surprise me if their entire strategy is just to file the claims and purposely not respond to them because they know they'll get the majority of the video's earnings uh, so for those 30 what days. What we should do is we should start the Reaton Entertainment uh, copyright claim group. And we just yeah. claim on random videos because it yep. doesn't matter. Like the, you know, we're not gonna. You know, it's it's really not illegal. Is that yeah. They actually do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've had videos claimed by groups that they essentially don't really exist. They're just right. some assholes. So we can yeah. just claim all of Jontron's videos. Yeah. Um, because he, you know, he makes a lot of money. Uh, Pro Jared, Angry Video Game Nerd, all those guys will just put copyright claims on them and take all their money because. That's, that's well, because why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they do say that they are they are putting a group together to minimize mistakes and yeah. They're working I, I on... think YouTube has realized now that the pushback against them for their lack of interest in this issue is is big enough now that they've because that's the only way YouTube ever takes action on anything is if a big enough people start to complain and. Right. Enough people did about this where's the fair use campaign that it looks like like YouTube moves at a molasses pace, but I, I think the system probably will improve eventually. It's just going to take a while. But right. the funny thing is, is, yeah, the only thing anyone ever said and the, the one solution to almost all of – well, it's not to all of these problems. But, yeah, if they would just do that escrow money thing, which they could easily do on their back end, that would solve a lot of the problems because at least if you get claimed – and win, you don't lose anything. It's still a headache, but at least right. you'll get your money back in the end. Yeah, that would. Um, but be, it's. I mean, that yeah. would be nice, even if it's a month late for the money getting to you. It would be better than the other, like Konami getting the money. I mean, I understand that Konami's in in tough times right now, and <laughs> they need the money. They need all the money they can get. But yeah. this isn't the way to do it, Konami. No, you need to. And I mean, and and it's and. That's the thing is, and the bigger thing is, at least in Konami's case, I can go, okay, I think I'm using your, your content fair use, but at least it's your content. You know, it is right. your game that you're claiming against. Or in the case of some of the musicians that have laid claims against me, like, that's the frustrating thing. The, the, the Sony music claims that have screwed up some of my Star Wars Republic Commando videos, they're stupid, but at the same time, yeah, if you own the publishing rights to that music, well, fine, at least you're doing that. The bigger thing for me is that some of these organizations that literally make claims against content they don't own and the fact that nothing happens to them as a result of that, that just blows my mind. Right. That's that they do nothing about that. Like that's crazy. Right. And and that makes me upset too. I thankfully don't really have copyright claim issues. Yeah. Um, I don't I have too many, it. truth be told, compared to some people, but I I'm really glad I don't use movie clips in my videos because those are the guys who get screwed repeatedly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't use those either. I just typically you just, you know, gameplay footage. Yeah. Um, and most publishers, too, I will give credit where credit's due. The vast majority of the video game industry has actually embraced YouTube and is very happy to work with them. It's only a handful of companies that, uh, game companies anyway, mostly Japanese companies actually Square that Enix, are yeah. Square Enix, Konami, uh, Capcom at one point, though they're pretty good now. 
Uh, it's only a handful of companies that, yeah, well, Nintendo, yeah, Nintendo's oddly the biggest offender in this. There's only a handful that are really bad about it. Most of them are, are pretty good. The majority of the, the difficult claims I've gotten have actually been against mu- licensed music, not against game footage. Yeah. So yep. there was actually one point where I think it was Square Enix would, uh, for every single video that even mentioned Shining Force 2, that was Sega, actually. Oh, was it Sega? Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, every if any company or if if say, say if I made a video, it didn't even have to have any Shining Force Two footage. Didn't have to have any Shining Two Force music. Anything. I just mentioned Shining Force Two, and they would put a copyright claim against it. Yeah. The, actually, Total Biscuit made a huge thing about this because his channel got screwed by this at one point, and he actually still refuses to cover Sega games because they haven't apologized for this yet, but. They did this a number of years ago, and apparently, and it would. Here's the really you want to talk about abuse. Here's the really screwed up part: is that the reason they did that was not because of any gripes they had regarding copyright with Shining Force. They did that to take down any video on YouTube that had Shining Force in it, so that they could raise the search ranking profile of stuff for a new of videos they were putting out for a new Shining Force game. I remember that. They're basically using it to boost their search rank, which I was like, that's probably the evilest of ways to use that system. Oh my God. Terrible. And there are some channels that that got completely taken down because they were actually not claims. They were strikes that they were filing. And there were several channels that actually got completely taken down because of that that have never been restored. So we're going to start Reaton Entertainment's Shining Force 2 playthrough. Yeah. That's. Everyone on here is just going to post Shining Force 2 footage on their channel. Everyone just posts dozens of Shining Force 2 videos a day and just make yeah make it so they have to like permanently assign someone just to handle taking them all down. <laughs> I think they, I think they stopped that. I think they're allowing they did. For they it did. to come back, but um, yeah. let's move on uh, to something else that I, I I know you guys might not care about it very much. I think is retarded. Um, feminist frequency. Uh, tropes versus women, all that jazz. They mm-hmm. have joined with Crash Override Network, a con group, you might say. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I was utterly unsurprised when I saw this. I was yeah, like, that just makes either. perfect sense. <laughs> so, so Zoe Quinn, who is good friends with Anita Sarkeesian, is now taking money from Anita Sarkeesian. Yeah, it's a sponsorship deal, right? Yeah, so Crash Override is an invaluable resource in combating online harassment and helping targets when they are most vulnerable. This partnership helps Feminist Frequency's mission of ending online harassment, and I'm thrilled we can support this network. You know, most websites Mm -hmm. have a button that ends online harassment pretty quickly. Block. Yeah. Or the the log out button. Yeah, or stand up and walk away from your computer. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's my get oh, out hey, with my is... light button? Yeah. Oh, hey, this is interesting. The uh, crash override website actually doesn't have a looped around countdown timer on it anymore. What did it have before? Well, for the basically, so when they announced Crash Override Network, their website had they had a website up with a countdown timer on it. That yeah. countdown timer hit zero, looped around back to one year, and then spent like several months still counting down. Which made a lot of people go go like, what you know? Has this thing actually launched? Has it done anything? What's going on? And I I was I was like, I wonder if that's still the case. And I went there, and they've actually got a completely new 
website now. So it's actually, it's actually, they actually have a website now. What's so stupid? I've I've never heard of this group. Me neither. Uh, but the. I knew of it, but yeah, yeah I, it didn't look like it was doing much of anything. Yeah, no, it's the kind speaking, of thing you hear about on a liberal campus. Yeah, it's a crisis <laughs> helpline advocating group and resource center for advocacy people. group. Oh, I resource center. It's sort of like saying you need help, and we'll tell you that if you give us enough money. Yeah, for people who are experiencing online abuse, we are a network of experts and survivors. Asterisk. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. sorry. The idea with this thing is supposed to be if you're getting harassed online, there's supposed to be a resource you can go to to, it's to, to basically help you help figure them. out how to deal with it. Yeah. But from what I've heard, it's uh, I, I read something somewhere a while ago about someone who was experiencing some 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 bad stuff due to something unrelated and decided to email these people to see what they could do. Yeah. And from what I understand, for the most part. At least what I've heard, and it's all anecdotal, of course, but at least what I've heard about this so far is that if they get back to you at all, basically all they tell you to do is the stuff that's common knowledge, like, you know, you know, block your Twitter account, change your, or, you know, protect your account, change, uh, just basically things you can do to lock down the stuff that you have. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, nothing, nothing that isn't common knowledge to begin with. So it, see, when I looked at this, I thought, Okay, so this is just a way for Anita Sarkeesian to give her friend money. That's Probably. basically yeah, totally. Yeah, like I. Oh, this, this was stop. founded by Zoe Quinn. Oh, yeah, it was yes, founded it was. by Zoe Quinn. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it was. Well, so, wait. What? What if there was a? Uh, what? If, what if there was a reason she did this? Let's think about this for a second. So you know, like on 4chan, there's that whole thing where you know we're not your personal army. Yeah, Maybe I mean, she took a step back and thought of, you know, like, Jesus, that'd be great if I had a personal army. Yeah. I know who would be a good recruit. The Triggered. <laughs> but I just... Wait, I love, I'm calling it. I love that... The, this quote... Okay, so I was reading through... who uh, We are a network of experts and survivors who work directly with victims, tech companies, lawmakers, media, security experts, and law enforcement to educate and provide direct assistance working to eliminate the causes of online abuse. People are douchebags. You can't eliminate ev- people being douchebags. And to, to well, dig into I, that mission I mean, statement a little bit more, the one thing I find very interesting is that if you read this about page that they have here, okay. like, well, you, you you were saying, you know, we have partnered with, you know, tech companies and law enforcement and blah, 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 blah. You notice how, at least I'm on their about page right now, none of these organizations are, th- th- there's literally, it talks about how Zoe Quinn and Alex Livshitz run the organization, but all of these, and they talk about how they get money from Feminist Frequency, but none of these these places that they work with to combat online abuse, like, there's no names of anybody on here. Like, who do they work with? Right. They, they, they uh, don't actually point- say. <laughs> At that point, saying you work with the police could just as much be like you provide therapeutic services in court cases or something like that. It's, yeah, you're technically true, but you're kind of being misleading. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I hate this whole triggered and all that stuff. It's like, just get offline. Just block your, block your, it's not a good culture. Give me money, feminist frequency, and I'll tell people that they can fucking, do two-factor authentication on Twitter. Like, 
I like, can the tell thing is, that. like, I, 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 at a at a core level, disregarding the people who are involved in this thing, which completely discredits it in my mind. The the I as someone who knows people who have actually suffered wide-reaching harassment and had their lives completely screwed up due to internet bullshit. I, you know, sometimes when you're when you're dealing with things like that, especially if it gets really severe, sometimes just, you know, blocking someone and walking away from your computer is not enough because it can go beyond that, but and and I do know people who have dealt with that and that's a very serious matter, but there's nothing that this organization claims to do or has demonstrated being able to do that combats any of that. And that that was the thing I thought was interesting is there's been statements about, you know, that they have that this organization has made statements about, you know, we've helped X number of people overcome things and whatnot, but they never give any actual examples. They've never actually come out and stated what they do to help people or, you know, the people they've helped or in what ways. Like, it's all just this, there's no you know, we're, do, we're doing good, trust us. And yeah. I'm like, well, no, I could you actually quantify it in some way? <laughs> And of course, they 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 either are not able to or are, are unwilling to. But right. because of the people who are involved in this, they have such a large army of media who will trip over themselves to, you know, say how good they're doing, regard how much good they're doing, regardless of if there's any evidence of it. Right. That they don't have to prove anything. So I'm looking at this site, and I don't. Maybe it's just me, and it's lots of websites are doing this. I hate the just pure white background. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I hate websites that are just pure white and they just look so bland to well, me. That's, that's just modern design philosophy. Yeah, it's, I I'd like to say it's something like it's a side effect of, you know, Internet 1.0, but we've had beautiful backgrounds. When did this become the thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, like... it, it, if you want to get into the whole that, uh, it, and you don't, but... It's, um, I mean, just the the whole concept of, of minimalism has has really come about uh, in a lot of areas. I mean, and I like minimalism myself, I, but this is just every website looks the same. The yeah. problem with minimis, uh, minimalism is that after a while, yeah, yeah, exactly. They all look the fucking same. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's like so. If I should be able to differentiate just based on product brand or whatever, you know? Yeah. I guess that's my so point. So here's an interesting thing here. While you guys were talking, I was just clicking around in here a little bit. And so, yeah, here, here's uh, – they have this, this little thing on here called COACH. It's, a, it's, an, it's a, an, an acronym, Crash Overrides Automated Cybersecurity Helper. And it's a thing where basically it says if – um, well, it says here, if you feel as if you are in immediate danger, please discontinue this and call your local emergency line, which is not – you know, which is immediately here. If you think you're in immediate danger, go outside of crash override network to law enforcement, which I mean, duh. Yeah. But <laughs> right. if you, if you, this is supposed to be a little step-by-step tool that helps people who feel they are under, under harassment or whatnot to be able to uh, lock down their stuff. And I just clicked into it here and yeah, here's all the, Things strengthen the security of my online accounts so people can't break into them as easily, i.e. use a stronger password, you know, hide my personal information like my home address and phone number, which is probably just, you know, making sure your Facebook profile is set up correctly, fortify my websites to make them harder to attack. I don't even know how that would work. Uh, And yeah, just like like you can use um, 
Cloudflare. Well, yeah, Cloudflare or something like that. But but yeah, just looking at all this stuff is is all like there's nothing in here. Like this is just a bunch of of text documents telling you how to do you know how how to do basic common sense security stuff like use stronger passwords and yeah hide your address on social media and things like that and none of that is bad but there's five million and one different articles out there that talk about this you don't need a dedicated funded organization to tell people this yeah that's that's kind of what it looks like I'm going through this this whole site while we've been talking. It's kind of just a bunch of online resources because you can even just go to their their so-called resource center and it's basically just a list That's of all I the found this. yeah the the personal personal information hiding resources that Lifehacker has posted over the last like three years yeah it's it's just how to avoid being doxed and how to lock down your accounts which I mean and Tor yeah yeah and, Tor. and last pass you know. <laughs> uh, you know, all of these other things. And I'm like, these are all valuable resources, but the, all this, all these are, are links to other people's products. Like yeah. none of these are things that you need crash override to provide for you. And yeah, like I, I think yeah, it, it's, it's like you said, I mean, this just, this is just, you know, it's like what a lot of people say with a lot of the, the people in these kinds of circles is that they all have Patreons and they all donate to each other. So it's all yeah. just kind of like money going in a circle. And this kind of feels like a larger version of that because yeah. feminist frequency is one of the, is an organization that is an actual registered charity. So it, this just looks like a way to, for, yeah, to, to help move that money around and to, again, you know, help this circle of people, you know, it's almost self-sustaining in the way that the, they money, move the money in a circular fashion, you know. Well, and, and here's well, they're, the thing. they're not a charity, I don't think. It no. says that they're a non-profit. They're a non-profit. Or sorry, a 501c3 non-profit. Yes, that's yeah. different. So, You're so, right. I mean, here's the deal. I understand this, like, you know, trying to kind of write off your friend's success because once Parallax Abstraction becomes famous, like, that's what <laughs> Rowan and I are going to do. Like, <laughs> we'll all have rush. Patreons and we'll all donate to each other and somehow yeah. we'll all make good livings that way. Yeah, we're all just going to ride the coattails of Parallax Abstraction. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, good luck with that. <laughs> hey, I think you've made more money on YouTube than I have. And I think I I know you've made more money on YouTube than maybe, I have. Maybe. I, maybe I could afford a couple of trips to, to burger joints with them maybe, but that's probably... Have, have, you, actually, have you actually gotten a check from Google? Because that's the only thing I, I haven't managed to get. I've, got, I've gotten two payouts from my YouTube network uh, since, since I joined them. Yeah, I, I oh, think okay, total, yeah. I think in the, in the... I've been doing YouTube since around May of 2013, and I think I've made about... I think I've made about 100 bucks, but... I probably spent like a couple of thousand so far on yeah. my channel when you factor everything into it. So. Yeah, I know how that goes. Um, I got a ways to go before I turn profit yet. I am, I am, my, mine has actually gone up quite a bit since I started posting regularly. So, and That's a, couple, good. a couple of my videos keep getting likes. I have one video that has over 5,000 likes or actually 5,000 views. Which is oh, nice. which is awesome. That's good. Like, nobody yeah. likes videos. What are you talking? I about? have hey, some of them. I, I had one person who who uh, disliked one of my videos. Yeah, and no likes and one dislike. So I, I nice. have I, I I I did cross a milestone on YouTube recently. I have gotten the uh, 
that one guy who got into an argument with me in my comments on a video and now I get the one dislike on every video because I've got <laughs> that one guy who's literally clicking on all my videos just to click the downvote button. And I'm like, ah, I've made another another check off the milestone list there. It's uh, And the thing that these people don't realize is that downvoting a video actually helps it more than if you didn't vote at all. You know what you should do? You should contact Crash Override, Override Network and talk about online harassment. That's true. Those, those downvotes are, down are very <laughs> triggering to me. Let's move on uh, to some good news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finally, I think I got some good news. So Raspberry Pi three has been launched. Yep, yeah, it's with a, pretty fucking yeah. badass with too. I'm quite interested in this actually. Me too. So uh, let's just go over it. It's a 64 bit 1.2 gigahertz ARM Cortex A53 chip that is roughly 50 50 percent faster. Um, it has a gig of RAM still. Uh, most of the stuff is still running on 32 bits though. Just because no, nothing. But it has the on. capability at least, which yeah. is cool. Um, it is... it's a built-in Wi-Fi too, doesn't it? Yeah, it has built-in Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's Wi-Fi. one of the things I'm excited about. Yeah. Yeah. So this is awesome, and it's still thirty-five bucks. It's still thirty-five friggin' bucks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I I've been meaning to I I've been meaning for a while to pick up a a Raspberry Pi. I guess it was the well the two was like the Model B or something they called it, but no, no, I was meaning to so, pick... so they had Raspberry Pi. Just the Raspberry Pi, and then they had yep. the B and the B plus, but not a Raspberry Pi two. That's right. Yeah, but well, I, I was I've yeah. been meaning to pick one of those up because I was uh, well, one because I am woefully lacking in Linux knowledge, which is something I know I need to improve for my uh, for my career in general. And those are a right. good way to, to learn that. And also, uh, I actually uh, I've been wanting to play with it as a as an emulation machine that I can plug into my TV because I actually uh, they have. Uh, RetroArch for the the Pi, which is just called RetroPie, and I backed on Kickstarter quite a while ago. Actually, this project called Ignition, which is like a, it, it's called the Social Retro Gaming OS, but basically you put it on the Raspberry Pi, and it's like a really slick uh, menu overlay thing for emulators that can include things like online play, and it even has like achievements and friends lists and stuff. But it's all for retro titles. Nice. Uh, which I was like, yeah, it's it's in beta. I haven't, but I haven't touched it because I haven't had a pie yet. But I think this is going to be a this this looks like a great thing to jump in on. I this, this I thing's pretty to... damn ballsy for thirty five yeah. bucks. From what I understand, <laughs> I I haven't read anyone who's actually got it got it and used RetroArch on it. But I know that the PlayStation and Up emulators wouldn't work very well on the Raspberry Pi 2. Yeah. Um, but from what I understand with this one, the because of the increase of the power for the processor, you should mm-hmm. be able to play PlayStation 1 games pretty regu- pretty easily. So awesome. I am I want to do the same thing. I want to get a Raspberry Pi 3 and put RetroArch on it. But I actually also they came out uh, pretty recently a seven inch touchscreen for it. Oh, so I want to hook that up and kind of make a a portable gaming machine. Hmm, that's what I did with mine at first. Yeah. Um, yeah. So super related news actually. Um, if you're discussing things like um, the uh, the build specifically made for emulations, uh, Mame just went open source. So we're probably going to yes, be it did. Full, oh. bunch of full, uh, full. Uh, it was open source before, but now it's the full, like, free software foundation compliant open mm-hmm. source. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. So there's going to like it's it's funny that you brought that up. I've been thinking about that a lot recently. There's going to be a lot of clones of that floating around now, yeah. just because mm-hmm. people can do it and really kind of take whatever kind of credit they want for it. Like I, I haven't read the uh, the open source licensing. I'm not as super familiar with it as I should be as you know a developer, a programmer. But you I'm pretty what sure the, what license it is. You, I'm pretty uh, like uh, free GNU license or something like that. I can I can actually find out because the uh, the site I read this on uh, here it is right here. Uh, main website is now an open source project. Da, 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 da. Sorry, I'm just okay. Uh, as a result, a great majority of the files, over ninety percent, including core files, are available under the three clause BSD license. But the project as a whole is distributed under the terms of the GNU General Public License Version Two. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's full GNU. So like how Linux is. So, right. So I don't know um, exactly what it entails, but I'm pretty sure that pretty much means you just need to say, hey, this stuff contains open source. Yeah. Is it the, uh, you have I, to attribute it and you have to commit changes back to the to the 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 group uh, code. I'm not 100 percent. I, I think GPL might require you to at least provide a. Uh, that you have to you have to include a copy of the license, and it might at least require to give the location of the source code, not necessarily including the full source code with the product. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, and I know but, that RetroArch actually has Mame built into it. Uh, it's it's Mame compat. Uh, it it's yeah. It's well, RetroArch on its own doesn't have a a Mame module, but it can hook into it. I think. Oh, okay. Um, I'm yeah, but but yeah, this this in theory now because they couldn't actually make just a main DLL library for it because of the nature of of how it was open sourced before. But now that it's under GPL, they could do that, right. which would be pretty cool actually. But yeah, they finally started. There's a the Canadian distributor. There's a of Raspberry Pi is actually based in Ottawa, so they do pickup orders. And yeah, they're listing. <laughs> they already sold out of their first allocation of Pi threes, but they said they're waiting to get more. So I think I'm gonna. Get Get on the now that I'm employed. I think I'm going to get on their list for that and grab yeah. one of those when they make, get them in make stock. A, make a porta pie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I'm probably not going to be working at the place I'm working at right now. So I feel totally fine admitting this. Uh, my university's got a bunch specifically for like testing. Some of those in our stock include ones that are designed to specifically break. Pretty sure I'm going to try to take some. <laughs> like, nice. uh, like I, I, I'm the one who wrote the inventory software. I could totally just be like, uh, "Yeah, when I was entering it, you know, probably a bug or something like that." It's all there. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. yeah, do that with the Oculus too. Oh my, yeah, I've I've thought about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oculus is a little bit more expensive than the Raspberry Pi, but we yeah, they uh, might get a little miss. more pissed if that went missing. Maybe. <laughs> so, um, let's move on though. Because we've been almost on here for an hour already. Yeah, I want to mm. play Siege. And who's getting No Man's Sky? I'm, I was on I the fence about it before. I am less so now, for sure. I, and, I am. I am much very interested. And the crowd went mild. Okay, so <laughs> uh, it's coming out. I'm June still 21st. skeptical. <laughs> I I'm skeptical, but I'm probably gonna get it. Uh, yeah. It is. It is coming out June 21st, though. Uh, and AAA pricing too, which a lot of people are upset about. Which, which I don't I'm not understand. upset. I'm just surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's if you think you can make that much money, and it kind of is. They've been working on it for a long time. Yeah, I can yeah, see it as yeah. a AAA game. Yeah, it, it's kind of a fucking pretty expansive looking game. 
Yeah. That has definitely had genuine effort put into it. So um yeah. the so in addition to the the normal download and everything you can get, you can also get a limited boxed edition of the uh, on PC. It's going to be available on Blu-ray for PS4, coming with a steel book case, 48-page art book, comic book starter kit, and a dynamic PS4 theme. So, mm. just a, a dashboard thing. Oh, so you're not going to be able to get a boxed copy of the PC version? Uh, it does. It says a limited boxed edition on PC. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I misunderstood you. Yeah, PC is definitely, like, I have a PS4, but PC is definitely where I'm going to want to play that. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. where I'm going to want to play it, too. Yeah. Um, you can also get it, it's available for pre-order on PlayStation Network, Steam, Good Old Gaming, and Humble Store. Oh, my God, it's on GOG. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's what all of my other friends said. They were like, wait, it's going to be on GOG? That so is, that is So awesome. we can just all go together on it. And then share the copies. <laughs> Unless there's nothing some... that stops you, yeah, with yeah. your own GOG. There's no reason you couldn't. Unless there's some weird code you've got to put in or something. No, nope. down nope. down here actually nope. in the release. DRM content. free, that's the way GOG is. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh Overclock three D the the article that you posted uh down in the related content, it says No Man's Sky will be available DRM free on GOG. That is that's, that's pretty rad. Good on him. That's yeah. awesome. So, if anybody I'm... gets it that way, use I have a GOG link. Use that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a GOG link. If you if you happen to get any games on uh, Green Man Gaming, though, I have mm. one of those. I not not that we totally didn't just sell that now or anything. Nope, nope. Anyway, also, so uh, I was I was just going to mention I haven't actually seen any footage of this game in quite a while, and it's a lot prettier than it used to be. Yeah, I think what they were doing at first is my friend's actually super excited about this game, so he's going to be pretty happy that we're talking about it in the podcast because he's one of the very few people that listen to the podcast. Mm. Um, he was reading, and they said that when they're doing the press releases and the, stuff like that, they actually have to find the planets that they go to can be so weird that <laughs> they look they don't look right or something like that like might they might confuse people uh if they if they showed them off so they're trying to find the like most bland things to show off and then progressively get more complex and stuff yeah this so, launch trailer that they have in the article like yeah. like, like i don't know if my in my head i was still thinking of a game that basically had solid color textures and like flat polygons for most of the shapes of the of the creatures but like th- this looks very well fleshed out. Like I don't know why people are so mad about the game 60 costing bucks. sixty bucks. Whenever this, I mean, it looks fucking beautiful. To be honest, I, like, I think it was just the whole thing where you know it was it was being the way they were pitching it made people think it was going to be like a smaller downloadable game, which people don't usually associate with sixty dollars. And the fact right. that this came from you know a developer who'd made. Uh, you know, this is these are from the guys who made Joe Danger, which was a smaller thing before. I mean, yeah, I don't know when they when they came out and said it was sixty bucks. I was kind of like, oh, really? Like that actually really surprised me. But I, yeah, I wasn't bothered about it at all. I mean, I, you know, I played a whole pile of Elite Dangerous, which is in a similar, uh, similar idea of a game and in a similar price point, and I thought it was totally worth it. So if this comes out and delivers on the what they've been saying about it, I, I, I'll happily pay that much for it. Yeah, if, if Elite Dangerous can get away with charging $120, well, 
a hundred dollars for what this offers for our sixty. Then. Yeah. No, because because totally. you got all the all the ground combat and everything built in from the start in right. this. Um, we do have to. Let's just move on to the next thing, which is still No Man's Sky. Um, there's more. Yeah, there's more. It's more. Uh, no Man's Sky wait. releases. Oh, this is actually giving a different date, but uh, it's still June. It, this one says June twenty second, but the uh, minimum requirements have been revealed. Oh, okay. Windows Seven, uh, Intel Core i three, uh, eight oh. gigs of RAM, and NVIDIA GTX four eighty. Oh, that's mm, that's lower than I was expecting. The RAM yeah. requirement is higher than I would have thought. Usually, f- four gigs is what you see, but the rest of it's quite reasonable. Yeah, and then ten gigs of available space. Oh, I'm actually like really surprised by that. Right, it's, it's uh, not bad. It, it's designed to run on the PS4, so like, yeah. I understand the eight gigs RAM requirement. Right, that's true. And uh, the i3 is what kind of surprises me because the i3 yeah, is not. Low. Yeah, that's very that's a dual weak. core CPU. That's oh, yeah. like yeah, that's considered entry level. So that's that's not bad. Yeah. So, no. but those are the minimum requirements. Obviously, they go way up from there for the recommended. Probably they don't have them listed for, for some, some reason. reason. Uh, I bet you'd have no. Mind. I bet you'd have no problem uh, with a mo- you know a, a current era beast PC. That this is a game you could probably run in something like 4K pretty easily if you wanted to. Yeah, possibly. I mean, mine. I have a, a 970, which yeah, it too. does really well with 1080p, and then once you turn on to 4K, because it only has the 3.5 gigs of RAM or whatever. Yeah, um, it tanks much past that. Yeah, it just it goes way down. But I don't have anything that can run 4K. It's, I have no 4K t- mm. like screens or anything, so it doesn't mm. matter. Yeah, you, could, yeah. you could do the... Uh... The what is it where you downscale like you render the game in native 4K and then you downscale yeah it you da- yeah you you downscale it I've done that on this machine with a couple of games like Dark Souls 2 and actually Elite Dangerous you can do that it can handle that that but, sounds uh, bad <laughs> yeah. that sounds I mean, it's I mean it's, it doesn't it it does make it, the thing is compared to running it on a native 4K display like it won't look like it's it's real diminishing returns like you're basically putting a way bigger demand on your system for something that does look better, but not that much better. Yeah, it just looks a little smoother because you're just downscaling it. So it Yeah, exactly. It, it you're still the, squishing it into a smaller screen than it's yeah. made for. It makes yeah. the... Uh, it's I, literally it, just to say that you can do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, after... So you were on the fence before Parallax. You were on the fence mm-hmm. about getting this. Mm-hmm. Um... Now are you not I was on taking defense? more of a wait and see approach with it which I still kind of am mostly ju- mostly just because they've been very um and purposely cagey about talking about how much this game has and what kind of contents in it because they really want it to be a game people discover organically which I can appreciate right. but I've you know I always get a little leery about those things but uh but yeah, it's it's definitely uh, the more I see of it, and and now that the, there's been some stuff coming out now, um, like I think it was one of the guys from Giant Bomb recently did a uh, had 30 minutes hands on with the game, and now that I'm starting to hear actual impressions of people playing it, I'm kind of like, yeah, this could be pretty cool. Right. Uh, you know, even if I pick it up, you know, play it for you know, like I did. I haven't played Elite in a long time, but like I played like 150 hours of that before I kind of fell off with it, and I was still, you know, extremely happy. So if I could get even that out of this, I'd be very pleased. Yeah, that would be. 
it, I didn't play that much Elite. I got really bored of it really fast. Yeah, and um, and you can like Elite is a game where definitely you you will either really like it or 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 not find there's much there, and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So, uh, Ro, are you gonna be picking this up for on GOG.com? I will definitely be getting it. Yeah. Uh, it'll probably end up being on GOG because I'll probably do what uh, me and John and uh, Alfredo did with uh, uh, Divinity. Divinity. Yeah. Um, we uh, we just went threesies. What about you, Connor? You know, uh, re- just refresh my memory. This game is Oculus supportable, right? Yes. Yeah. If I get an Oculus, definitely. <laughs> and if not, no, honestly. <laughs> oh, I will. I'll. I'm gonna get it. Um, whether it's it's going in with with a uh, Aroa or if it's just you know buying it on GOG myself, and uh, I'm gonna be getting it because it it looks like a good game and it's made by an indie team that I actually like. Yeah. So you know they're not jerks or anything, and they seem like they actually have a passion for gaming. So. And I'd, I'd I'd rather spend sixty dollars on this than give the elite dangerous devs another forty dollars for Horizons whenever they're. I I'm honestly really pissed off about that whole thing. So, yeah, uh, about yeah. releasing a. What basically? Expansion. Yeah, what basically should have been a patch, a free content add-on, uh, in the first place, because the game, or at the very least, something that that cost less than that <laughs> yeah yeah well it's something that that cost less than that if you had already owned the game at the very least like there's nothing yeah. like screwing screwing over the people that bought your game while it was still in beta by throwing out something like that and then oh you can have it for for twenty dollars off sure there you go yeah yeah that's obnoxious but anyway we yeah. we've been on here we've been doing this for over an hour now and yep. we are going to call it a podcast. That's that's what we're calling it. Not just right. four guys sitting in a Skype chat bullshitting. We're going to call it a <laughs> podcast. And I want to thank you, Connor Nemesis-Besh, for being here. Yeah, I started playing video games halfway through. Yeah, I know. Uh, we got Jerry Corcoran. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, and Andrew Roe McFain. Thank you. Yeah. We have just a little bit of horror to do, and then I'm going to go. So first off, Follow me on Twitch, www.twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. Follow me on Twitter, at Reeton. And by, I have a little link below from Green Man Gaming. You can click that link, and if you've never bought a game before from Green Man Gaming, and you start up a new account, I will get 5% of the initial profit. Um, and then if you have already have a Green Man Gaming account, you just click that link, and you purchase something from Green Man Gaming with that link, I get 2% of the profit. Uh, you can also follow Connor at Nemesis0320 on Twitch. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, that is Twitch, isn't it? Yep. Uh, and, and Twitter. You can follow Jerry Corcoran at PXAbstraction on Twitter. And is it PXAbstraction on, on Twitch yeah. and, and YouTube as well? Yes, it is. Okay. And, and hopefully once this new computer is built, I'll be able to... I've been streaming to YouTube lately because I can't go to both simultaneously, but I'm hoping this new one will have the processing oomph to let me do that. So. You know, I've been actually having to use Restream. Like, every time I try to stream directly to Twitch, all the frames instantly get dropped. 
Like I can't yeah. connect to it. That's what, weird. But if, Are you, have you checked your ingest server? Yeah, I've changed yeah. it. I Maybe your stream key changed too. I don't know. That's no, weird. No, I've used the same stream. Like I changed. I actually changed the stream key and then updated it. That didn't work. It's like it's connecting. It's it's authenticating. I will test the server, and it will be fine. And then I go hmm. to stream, and it just instantly drops all the frames. So I have to do it through restream. I have had that problem oh, before, and I can't remember how I fixed it. Yeah, I wonder if it's ports not being open, or if I need to like hardwire mine to the router. But I don't know. It was Weird. it was something stupid. But yeah. go ahead and finish the horror. But <laughs> you can follow Aroa at Aroa. Um, I'm trying to on... think. At Aroa on Twitter. There you go. Uh, you can follow him on YouTube, Aroa1337. Yep. And then Twitch, I believe, is just Aroa. Nope. Nope, it's Aroa1337. Yeah. Every time, almost. I, I almost He's gotten got it. it right, like, twice, I think. It's because you, you have the 1337 at the end, and it's stupid. Yeah, because he's Lee. It's, I didn't uh. have any choice. They, they, like, t- at Twitter, I just got really lucky that... I was I was there whenever Twitter like started its whole boom and uh I actually made my Aroa account like 2 days before somebody else tried to make that that name on oh. there because because a person messaged me like they direct messaged me on Twitter and were like hey you took my name <laughs> I was like oh okay <laughs> one of those kind of people wow yeah like I don't know who else is using this retarded ass name, but nobody all right. ever will use the name Reeton. I'm pretty, pretty sure about that. So the, the 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 worst part is it's kind of the equivalent of like finding somebody with your name and just kind of assuming that you're friendly enough to pull that shit off with. Yeah, just cause. Um, and Nemesis is a terrible name. I have to say. Yeah, I definitely don't like Greek and Roman mythology at all. That'd be weird. No, I'm I'm saying that it's. It's a terrible name if you're trying to create like a an online personality type thing. Oh, yeah. it, it's, it, it, it is really not, popular. He, yeah, he has he has the intent of like doing something with his life instead. I believe. <laughs> oh yeah, right. It's such a non-issue for me, man. Yeah, I forgot about that. But anyway, thank you guys for being here. I will talk to you guys next week again. Uh, if anyone listens to this, congratulate Jerry in the comments for actually getting a job. Yeah, we're really proud. Yay! <laughs> Yay! We did and... nothing, and we feel great about it. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna go eat dinner. Bye. Bye. Take it easy. I'm not gonna say bye.